0: If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis.
1: Welcome. My name is Brittany duffy Gaucher, State Government Relations Manager for the Western Region with the National Psoriasis Foundation. Today, we'll be talking about the foundation's advocacy action networks, what they are, what they do, and how to become involved in making legislative changes that benefit people with psoriatic disease. Joining me for this discussion is Vicki Wilkerson, our Central Advocacy Action Network co-chair, and Angie Teese, my counterpart in the Central Region. Welcome, Vicki and Angie. Vicki lives in Louisiana and has been active with our Advocacy Action Network for a little over three years now. Vicki, before we start, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've had psoriatic disease, and why you're involved in the Foundation's Central Advocacy Action Network.
2: So I've had psoriasis for uh, 16 years, psoriatic arthritis for six, and I love to try to help in any way that I can to uh, make a difference. So getting involved was just the right thing for me to do. And getting involved with the Central Advocacy Network was a thrill for me because I follow politics so to kind
1: of see how all that works and play a part in it was right up my alley. And Vicki we really appreciate all that you do. So let's backtrack a bit. Angie can you please provide some background about the Advocacy Action Network? Why did they form and where can they be found?
3: So the Advocacy Action Networks started about three years ago, uh, 2015, uh, 2016. They started in the Northeast where a group of folks came together who cared about psoriatic disease and wanted to make a difference through advocacy and the legislative process and politics. And then uh, building on that success... They kind of moved south a little bit and then over into the central and then the western part of the country. And so currently we have three advocacy action networks. We have the Eastern Advocacy Action Network, the Central Advocacy Action Network, and then the Western Advocacy Action Network, or the ANS, as we affectionately call them.
1: And Vicki, you've been involved from the beginning in the Central Advocacy Action Network, right? Um, actually, when I first got
2: involved with it, it was the SAN
1: network. Oh, the South.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That got switched around to the Central Advocacy Network. So,
1: um, yeah, I've been involved pretty much from the beginning of it all. So, Vicki, what do you enjoy most about being involved with the Advocacy Network? Um,
2: I enjoy getting to hear the different health politics going on from the different states and what's being done. To make a difference in those states, um, what the National Sforosis Foundation is doing as far as trying to make changes for health policies um, for people like me to make a difference to where we don't have to go through fail first step therapy and being able to contact our state representatives and stuff, be a voice for those that don't get involved so that the politicians are aware that we are out there and we need the help and we need
1: things to be changed for the better. Absolutely. Making a change for the better is certainly what we're all about. Angie, tell us a little bit about the advocacy action networks, how they meet, how often, and how many people are involved in your region, the Central Advocacy Network.
3: So each of the networks meet. On, on a monthly basis, we meet by phone and by a Skype option. So every month, um, we have about 15.
2: There's roughly about 15
1: people on the call. And when they meet, what do you discuss?
3: We each kind of go through and, and talk about the legislation that's been introduced in a state or if there are special politics happening in a state. And, and we call those our state reports. Um, and it helps our folks that are on the CAN Pay attention to what's happening in their state, knowing that they're going to have to get on that call and be prepared to talk about whether it's Medicaid expansion or um, rules around prescription drug pricing or formularies or step therapy and fail-first policies and such.
2: And uh, to hear the different stories, that way everybody that is involved with the central advocacy network knows what's going on in those states. As well. So it's not only you're not only dealing with your state, like for me, that's Louisiana, but I'm hearing reports from Arkansas and
1: Texas and New Mexico, I believe it is. Why is this type of discussion helpful for the foundation to hear?
3: That's helpful from a legislative standpoint so we can identify trends in those states. Uh, around policies and maybe get in front of it or see kind of where the National Psoriasis Foundation needs to weigh in on those issues. It's it's also extremely helpful uh, from my perspective to be able to hear from Vicki and others about issues that are cropping up in the states as they try to fill their prescriptions. We know that legislation and policies don't really, the rubber doesn't hit the road until you go and try to get your medication um, to to get a handle on your psoriasis. And so when there are glitches in that, the best way for us to identify those in real time and, and get in front of it, ideally is when uh, folks like Vicki and others um, through the calls can, I, can say, we're having issues with this. And then hopefully we can identify a legislative change.
2: Yeah, when um, each advocate, uh, each person gives their... Own state report, there might be something going on in their own state that the MPF wasn't even aware of. Right. So, by that person giving that report, it's letting the MPF know about
1: things uh, a lot faster than trying to find out about it somewhere down the line. And, Vicki, when you're part of these calls, does it help you feel connected to others? If so, why? It definitely helps me
2: feel connected to others and that um, uh, it, it just brings that awareness that everybody's trying to do something to bring about a change when it's dealing with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis and the lives that we have to live every day.
3: Which is really important from an advocacy standpoint because we try to build as many kind of groups and communities and coalitions together of patient advocates so that we grow our force and can bring those to the state and federal lawmakers and say, we need to address this. The system isn't working uh, for patients like ours.
2: Right. And, and I mean, without that, um, there would be no changes made. There would be no changes in step therapy. We would still as patients be stuck in a rut um, that we've had to deal with for years So by getting involved with the um, policy changes and trying to make a difference in that area, then it's got to begin somewhere. And that is
1: through each person stepping up, and putting their story out there. Do members of the Advocacy Action Network have to be experts in advocacy to participate? No, you don't have
2: to be involved in all of that or or really know about any of that at all. It's easy enough uh, to just be in on the calls, um, finding your state report. If you need help with that, there are people that, like myself, being a co-chair for the uh, Central Advocacy Network that would help talk you through how to do all of that. You don't have to have experience. You don't have to be someone who's ever talked to a politician. You you just got to be willing.
1: And we'll teach. And we'll teach from yeah. there. So for both of you, what is one new thing you've learned as part of your participation with the Central Advocacy Action Network?
2: Um, I would have to say I wasn't, real familiar with how bills got brought up and passed through legislation and stuff like that and that was one of our meetings one night that that topic was addressed and it just um it kind of gives you an insight into learning more other than what you just hear like on the news and which until you're involved in it you don't have a full understanding of how that all works
3: so my light bulb was social media. <laughs> Every month we have uh, a featured topic, and sometimes that's how to build a relationship with a legislator. Um, other times it's how bills, how legislation happens, what that, how a bill becomes a law. Um, and then one month we did social media and learning how kind of the impressions and the importance of forwarding and how Twitter is really impactful with legislators, just all of it. Like I kind of knew, but I didn't really know. And, and so that report for me, it was very educational and informative. And, and I've been, I've been tweeting more as a result.
2: Yeah, I've gotten to where um, I follow the politicians on Facebook and Twitter and I'm responding to them more. Um, since I've been involved with the Central Advocacy Network.
1: So, Vicky, do you feel like your time is well spent and that you've been able to give back and make a difference in the community?
2: Oh, it's definitely well spent. I mean, it's, like I said before, um, change has to start somewhere. And by, you know, it's just a part of making that change. It's a part of being able to have your voice heard, more so than just going out there and casting a vote. So there is a difference with that. And seeing all the different legislation that's being passed in the different states to where step therapy is not an issue um, in those states and all now, um, you know, that's because people are putting forth the effort in each of these
1: states to get that change. You mentioned having people put forth effort in each state. Do we need more volunteers to continue to build this movement Is it important for people to get involved in their prospective states?
3: It absolutely is. When we're not in session, um, we do some outreach to volunteers and try to build our advocacy action network.
2: We've been trying to get more people involved. We've been uh, going, just spreading the word, kind of like with doing these podcasts. People we know that have psoriasis, um, like I have a friend that I just brought her into the Central Advocacy Network. She's in Chicago. She'll be able to make a difference up that way. It's very important to build and get more people involved in it. Um, it can't be just a few, it has to be many. So, with like the slogan, you know, one voice, many faces, or however
3: many work. voices, one mission. There you go. Is that it? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it.
1: That's it. <laughs> In closing, what are some final words about the Advocacy Action Network that you would like to share with our listeners?
2: I know for me, getting involved with my, you know, sending out the emails and uh, tweets and Facebook posts and stuff like that, um, I've gotten to know my politicians better. I mean, it is a point uh, of letting them know that you're their constituent, that you have psoriasis uh, or psoriatic arthritis or both, and, you know, that these policies that they're doing needs to be made for the better.
3: Well, and I know we have a new volunteer who had a relationship with her legislator too, um, Lisa out of Indiana, but she wanted to get involved because she didn't know how to use that relationship to help psoriasis that she had been living with and kind of what we were doing. Um, and so there's a place for anyone really that's interested in the advocacy world or making policy or legislative change to, to get involved and, and to make some friends along the way.
2: Right, absolutely. Um, you know, even people who like have children with psoriasis can get involved. Because, you know, there's different uh, things that involves a child, like going to school, that they have to deal with, that you can get involved with the advocacy networks and um, work toward making a change on something that's important to you. Um, you just, as I say, you just got to be willing to step
1: up and get involved. Thank you, Vicky and Angie, for all your efforts and your words of wisdom today about the Advocacy Action Networks. If you'd like to join Vicki and other volunteers who are working to help make a change in the legislative process, please email us at action at psoriasis.org. Or you can engage us on Twitter using hashtag NPF advocacy or download our app voter voice to your smartphone. Voter voice provides real-time updates on our advocacy activities and keeps you plugged in. Thank you and have a great day.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us in a couple weeks for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.